Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Though I am alone voicing these concerns publicly today, I can tell you that I'm not the only one who feels, to varying degrees, as I do within our ranks. I remain hopeful that this call for more humanism, for more reason, and for more hope will be heard. Joe Lightbound, Liberal Member of Parliament from Quebec and the former, now former, Quebec caucus chair of uh, the Liberal Party. He may be a former member of the Liberal Party or a former member of the caucus pretty soon because we know what happens to individuals who challenge Mr. Trudeau. Think of Jody Wilson-Raybould, Jane Philpott, Bill Marno, Selena Cesar-Chavan, and others. Out the door you go. There may have been a star one day, but you disagree with me, so bye-bye. That's the way it works with our Prime Minister who still has to appear on this program. We've been trying to get him on since 2013. Actually, I gave up. I, I tried so many times. We, we had an exchange with the PMO where they seemed interested. And then I guess somebody said, oh, no, it's him. So that was it. We were done. We were out. Mr. Trudeau will never speak to me. I'd like him to, but I doubt it'll happen. So anyway, so Liberal MP Joel Lightbound uh, openly challenged his party leader and prime minister to stop his divisive and stigmatizing, quote-unquote, approach to COVID-19. Um, so what happens now? Oh, there's, there's, there's another little angle here, and we talked about this a bit yesterday and for a few seconds today. Former Bank of Canada Governor Mark Carney, who's a Liberal Party supporter, widely viewed as a potential successor to Justin Trudeau, uh, wrote a scathing op-ed in the Globe and Mail last week in which Mr. Carney, in my view, appears to directly challenge Mr. Trudeau's handling of the trucker convoy national protest issue. So what happens now? No one better to ask than two individuals who sat in the Liberal caucus in Parliament, one for 18 years and the other one as Justin Trudeau's seatmate. I mean, they were shoulder to shoulder. Dan McTagg, 18 years, member of the Liberal Party, under Jean Chrétien and Monsieur Paul Martin, and uh, Michelle Simpson, who was... The uh, seatmate to Justin Trudeau. So, how are you both? We're doing fine. I hope. <laughs> and oh, Michelle, <laughs> I'm yeah, exactly, Dan. I'm yeah. doing quite well, thank you. Okay, for some people, that's a tough question. Not for you guys. <laughs> I've always said you shouldn't get stuck on hi. How are you? Um, so, well, let me let me start with you, Michelle, because you 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 sat with the man you. He sat at, at, at your shoulder, and you've told us that he would come into question period with a sheaf of papers, and initially you thought it had to do with, you know, questions that he was going to be dealing with. But really, they were just, he wanted to show you articles that had been written about him. So how does he respond and react to the fact that, uh, that Mr. Lightbound uh, says what he said about him? Then he's joined by Eve Robillard, and Anthony Housefather, both of them liberals, and they're also challenging Trudeau. How does Trudeau react to this, Michelle? Oh, honestly, like a petulant child. He, he would not react well to anything like that. When you think you're the smartest person in the room and you've got the gold-plated name, it, it's really tough to convince someone that there is more than one side to an issue. 
Okay, Dan, what's your response to that? How does Mr. Trudeau react? And and let me just give you part B of the question, which I'll then give to Michelle as well. Is he in trouble with his caucus? Well, I think, yeah, that answers the first question. Uh, I think if it's one person, it's easy to uh, excise that person and uh, set them out of the caucus, uh, as we saw in so many cases uh, with very smart, uh, very well-appointed uh, liberal backbenchers who dared uh, speak truth uh, to his power, to his authoritarianism. Um, but with three, two, three, that suggests to me that the number could be fivefold, in which case... Uh, not only does that represent for Mr. Trudeau a challenge to uh, his authority, it also suggests to me uh, that his minority government would be in very serious trouble if those, uh, you know, three to fifteen decided not to show up to a critical vote. I think uh, the days are over for Mr. Trudeau. Uh, he may not realize it; he's going to stay right to the bitter end. Uh, but the ship is definitely sinking as a result of this, and uh, this is the first time I've seen liberal backbenchers uh, in a very long time show spine the likes of which we saw from Judy Wilson-Raybould and, of course, uh, Jane Philpott, uh, uh, yeah, and, of course, uh, Celia Chavez-Cesar. Uh, uh, so I all in all, uh, I think uh, the uh, Mr. Trudeau's time as Prime Minister and Leader of the Party is now becoming very long in the tooth, and I think it's becoming apparent to everyone. Yeah, Selena Cesar-Chavez told, told us on this program that uh, when she told Trudeau that she wasn't going to run again in 2019, he started to shout at her. He became uh, verbally aggressive, and he did that twice. And she said, I don't need this. Uh, you know, she went and sat as an independent. I wonder, Michelle, and, and I'm, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but is it possible that given the fact that we have three members of the Liberal Caucus all publicly criticizing Mr. Trudeau, maybe a fourth one, over Afghanistan, is it, is it possible that, uh, that the message is being delivered, not by these individuals necessarily, they're the messengers, but the message itself is being delivered by the Liberal hierarchy, the Liberal Party hierarchy. I don't know that I could necessarily say that, but I think the uh, ball is starting to roll, and I think you're going to find, as Dan said, where there's two, three, you've got to know that there's five, six, seven individuals that aren't happy. Not everybody... Uh, even a, a, during majority rule, liked Mr. Trudeau, his own caucus members. And he talks a good game about women. But le- he's, now he's going to have to start throwing the men out of his caucus. I think he found it easy, you know, to get uh, to go after uh, Jody and Jane and... Uh, Selena. Selena, sorry. <laughs> Uh, I think he found it easy because there is there's a part of him that is an alpha dog and a bit of a bully. We saw that on uh, during one question period early in his first mandate when he went running down the aisle and ended up elbowing a, a female NDP member um, and had to apologize for that particular behavior. What about uh, Dan? You've been you've been in Parliament when a Prime Minister winds up in trouble with his caucus, and that was Jean Chrétien. I mean, Chrétien won three majority governments. Here was a guy who understood power, understood how to wield power, understood how to manage it. He came up uh, following Pierre Trudeau and learned from from Pierre Trudeau. When a Prime Minister finds him or herself in difficulty with their own caucus, 
How difficult is it to do the job? Uh, well, impossible. And uh, what will happen, of course, next is if Mr. Trudeau's numbers don't improve, uh, you know, uh, there is really no one else to blame. He can't turn to the opposition and say it's their fault, much as he and his erstwhile ministers, uh, who used to be in our time, the sea line uh, now running the show. Uh, once they realize that the gig is up and that uh, his numbers are not going to improve, uh, it's only a matter of time. And I think, uh, you know, once the NDP can find its spine, uh, it, it should have the ability to work with other parties to, to bring them down, much in the way we saw, uh, you know, the constant erosion of our support. And I'm going to say from about 2002 right up until 2006, when we eventually succumbed as a government, uh, the, it's only a matter of uh, when the Prime Minister makes yet another mistake. Because he's miscalculated, obviously, the uh, angst in this country, uh, referring to the folks that are in and protesting as a bunch of fringers and uh, radicals and unacceptable types. I think this guy has uh, run the gamut when it comes to divide and conquer. Sooner or later, everyone feels estranged by this man, and I think there's very few in the Liberal Party who actually are very comfortable in the way they were once were with Justin Trudeau, even for the, for the most ardent of Trudeauites. Michelle, I spoke yesterday with uh, John Ibbotson, who writes op-eds for the Globe and Mail, of course, columns. And he'd written a column a couple of days ago in which he said, Justin, I'm paraphrasing, Justin Trudeau is going to have to show that he can lead during a crisis. And what Mr. Ibbotson pointed out was that there really has been very little in the way of any legislative action from the Liberal government since it got into power. Wasn't much there before the 2021 September, the election last September, wasn't much going on then. And he just has been, and let me add my thoughts here, he has been absent without leave. He has really abdicated the responsibility to step forward to be prime minister. And what he's done as well in the descriptions he's given of people of whom he doesn't approve has been really rude and it's been beneath the office of prime minister of Canada. So given that, I don't know if you agree with me or not, but given that and, uh, and, and looking at, uh, and I'll ask you about this after the break, and looking at this uh, protest and the truckers convoy, the protests that are springing up, uh, across the country. What is your sense of the job the man is doing now? Uh, he's doing a horrible job. He, he, wanted to, he wanted to be the king. He wanted to be in charge, but he never really had the capability to lead. He loved all the uh, glitz and the glamour and rubbing elbows with all the who's who globally, but he, he really isn't the guy for the job to lead anything through any crisis, as far as I'm concerned. Well, did Trudeau have anything to do with the fact that you didn't run again? Well, he had everything to do with why I didn't run again. Uh, look, this is, a, this is a fellow that I had uh, a lot of difficulty with. Um, this is not a, a Democrat. Uh, he has uh, certain personal views that had to be reflected uh, no matter what. Uh, I disagree with him on energy, on life. I disagreed with him on foreign policy, on consular affairs. I disagreed with him in many respects. But what uh, I think it came down to was I, I just thought the guy was, uh, uh, you know, to be, I, be, be very blunt. Um, there's a certain side of him that, uh, you know, is, is extraordinarily odd, bizarre, weird. Uh, he could be your best friend one moment and hate your guts the next. It's it's. There's something not stable about this individual. And I've said this to you many times, and I, I, I'm certainly, I watch him and I see that it's there. There's no consistency with him. And it's not based on 
you know, what I've appreciated in his father and many leaders since then. They had something to offer. They had, you know, they had the dexterity to take the hits while at the same time, you know, projecting an image that I thought was important uh, and conciliatory and consensus building. This guy is anything but. And he really has brought the country to a position of political and economic despair on a level I've never seen. And so uh, that's, I knew this was going to happen. I've been there for many years, saw this, uh, this, uh, this ship coming, and I realized uh, a lot of us are going to go down with it if we stay with him. So I'm happy not being there and certainly happy I'm not part of that cult. Michelle, would you, uh, would you agree with uh, Dan's assessment of, of Mr. Trudeau? Dan is spot on. Uh, he, he really went, he was touting women, oh, I'm going to have 50%. And you know, to Selena's point, they were a tool. He had no more interest in forwarding that agenda other than the way it looked. And Dan wasn't one of them, but a few of them, you know, uh, the MPs at the time, the male members, when I sat there, there were a, a few of them that would they'd go by his desk just so they could kiss his ring. So true. Yeah. So true. It was actually galling to see it. It was like uh, this fawning sort of adoration of uh, someone who uh, were his name, not last name, not Trudeau. And as I mentioned before, wasn't given to sock sobbing and uh, selfies. No one would give him uh, the time of day. No. Hmm. He hasn't earned it, Roy. He never earned it. Uh, this is all about a kid who came in on uh, someone else's coattails, and now you've got him running your country. And I would argue, given uh, the work I do in energy and many other fields, he's running the country to the ground. And if you don't believe me, then ask uh, how we feel today versus how we felt in 2015. What do you, um, what do you think of his performance in the last three weeks Michelle, with the protest, the uh, truckers' convoy, um, what do you make of? Uh, I mean, what grade would you give the prime minister? Uh, you mean a grade? F yeah, minus. I'll give him a, really? F minus. Okay. Uh, simply because you know you hear him, and you know he he makes these statements. Uh, you've made your point. Now it's time to go home. Like everyone's going to pay attention to that. And he doesn't understand the role that the federal government played in all the anger that's out there. And some of it's, uh, I have to say, provincially motivated. There's anger there. People are just fed up. But so he hasn't, he, there was no way he, he was equipped to deal with this. Yeah. And he doesn't take advice in counsel particularly well, except for maybe the odd buddy who, um, you know, maybe he doesn't tell him the truth all the time. Dan, do you think um, that Justin Trudeau would be, is he concerned that Pierre Polyev has announced his intention to run for leader of the Conservative Party? No, he's, uh, he thinks that the divide and conquer and uh, pinning him as a right winger is going to work. And that's, that might work for a handful of people. But there's a lot more people right now saying uh, this uh, Trudeau guy's got tons of baggage. I mean, tons of baggage. And uh, the same old, you know, the same old, uh, approach is not going to work this time. You can only demonize and vilify so many people, as this prime minister has done, as this man has done, before you finally meet your match. And and this time, what makes me most intrigued about if Mr. Polyev is to be the leader, I don't know that for a fact, but there will be no distinction uh, of saying, oh, the, the conservatives and liberals are pretty much aligned on many policy. I think the policy differences are going to be substantial, and it may very well come, and I hope this is the case, 
where a party like the Conservatives will distinguish themselves from the, you know, the uh, garden variety liberal, uh, you know, mini mouth, milk toast, New Democrats and Greens and Bloc, because they're all the same on these other issues, uh, with some variation here and there when it comes to sprinkling money we don't have. If the Conservatives can do what I think they did earlier this week without much fanfare and uh, take the thir- the uh, carbon tax and carbon regulations, line them up on the 30-yard line and punt them right to the end zone, I think the Conservatives are going to win. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.